What is good, my divine feminines, divine masculines? Listen, so I want to play this video for you. I just finished listening to it. But um, one of the disconcerting things is, um, I think in contrast or juxtaposed to the topics that we've been covering about passport boys and, you know, the dating and the submission and the cooperation, um, I want to encourage us to be a little bit more proactive to what's going on and what's effect, what affects us and be more woman identified. And I think that when we have something like, uh, excuse me, all of these, like the, um, task force that is supposed to, they haven't passed the law yet, but, um, that's supposed to be studying, um, black women and, and, uh, I'm a little bit distracted. Black women and girls, um, we need to have more conversations about things like I've said before with the rape kits, right? With the rape sentencing, right? And here's another one. How do we close the wealth gap? And you're going to see in the previous podcast, women make 67 cents to the white man's um, income. And it takes a woman, a black woman, 200 and 14 or 248 days, seven weeks longer to make the same amount as a, as a white man, right? So this is especially important. I don't care if you're a mammy and you want to do, you know, go 50, 50 roommate with your boyfriend. Um, and I deliberately did not say with your husband, with your boyfriend, then this conversation about wealth gap is what we should be talking about. But I think women as a whole, so I think that I'm kind of noticing that we spend so much time on dating and pump and dump and smash and dash and passport boys and all this other stuff. But women, we black women, we have a lot of um, things that that we need to get this protect black women and, and girls act underway, um, get the studies in place. We have wealth gap stuff to address. One of the things I do like about this and why I decided I wanted to... oh. What time is it? 10.26? 10.28? Do you hear that? I'm not sure if somebody's doing fireworks or gunshots. Y'all, are you listening to with me too? Oh, it's fireworks. It's 10.30 p.m. Oh, and then my little one. Let's see if I can see it from here. It's fireworks. Okay. Yeah, so... One of the things I wanted to play from this is that uh, they give some really good insight. and And I like this one because... It's talking about how to close the wealth gap, so let's get right into it. For black women. The inequality that black women are facing in the workplace is really a state of emergency. Black women's equal payday symbolizes how much longer black women would have to work into the new year to earn the same amount of money that non-Hispanic white men did at the end of the previous year, which is determined by data from the U.S. Census Bureau. In 2022, it took 264 days for black women to catch up. 
Last year, Black Women's Equal Pay Day was a full seven weeks earlier than it is this year, which means between 2020 and 2021, the wage gap between non-Hispanic white males and Black women has actually widened. So did you hear that? The wage gap has actually widened. So we have so many other things that we need to be addressing, and this is one of them. Um, And... That kind of explains because I remember when I was doing the podcast earlier and I'm like, yeah, I think it's like for black women, 75 and I knew white women made more and I know black men make more, but it has actually widened y'all. So we are down to 67 cents to the, to that dollar. What do you account for that change? Well, the gap had was already there before the pandemic, but it actually exacerbated the situation for black women because of some of the industries that we worked in during the pandemic. So we were hit the hardest. So maybe some of the service industries, for example, we didn't have the option to be able to work remotely. So that meant that many of us did not receive pay. Minda Hartz is a workplace and equity consultant, as well as the CEO for the memo. And I'm putting her on the thumbnail Let's go support her. Let's go check her out. She is also the CEO for the Memo LLC. So let's just tap into the conversations that she's having, y'all. And let's figure out what we can do to help close this wealth gap. LLC, which assists women of color in achieving their personal and professional goals. First of all, this is a problem that we did not create. (laughs) So I want to make that very clear to our um counterparts as well as those leading companies to make sure that you're doing right by black women but the other part of that is that as black women what part of this equation can we control and that's continuously advocating for ourselves at every turn not just for us but making sure that we're asking and advocating for what we want for the next generation because we don't want them to inherit the same wage gap that we did how do you suggest that non-black allies use their privilege to help close this gap Allies can really activate their allyship by helping Black women close the wage gap um, by doing this, making sure that they're transparent about what they're making. And if they see that there's inequalities taking place, that they use their voice. Last year, I had a situation where I was um, booked to speak at a company and they said they were going to give me X amount of speaking fee. And uh, then the pandemic happened. And so they switched the birth pool to make it safe for everybody. But what I noticed was they wanted to pay me $8,000 less than what they originally quoted me for, but for the same thing, for the same presentation. And that didn't sit well with me. So I asked an ally who I know spoke there virtually just a few weeks before I would, and she was able to get her same speaking fee and they ended up buying books. And so with that information and her transparency to be an ally and be honest with me, I was able to have a negotiation conversation about what I was willing to do and what I wasn't willing to do. But I couldn't have had that uh, informed conversation without that information. You know what I love the most about Gen Z and millennials? We are not afraid to talk about money. I'm going to tell you what I make. You're going to tell me what you... I love that. I'm going to rewind it a couple more seconds. Five seconds. I really want to... um celebrate this about gen z and millennials i know that not too happy with some of the modern you know stuff that's going on in terms of dating but i love what she said here and she says you know what i love the most about gen z and millennials one that you guys are outspoken that you advocate for yourselves and you're not afraid to talk about money and i think that if you take the high frequency high vibrational approach to this and proactive approach to this it's really going to help transform 
some of the things that we've been seeing. So I'm going to rewind it just a little bit more to hear her say that again. But that's one thing that I love about Gen Z and millennials. I've had that uh, informed conversation without that information. You know what I love the most about Gen Z and millennials? We are not afraid to talk about money. I'm going to tell you what I make. You're going to tell me what you make. And we're going to figure out how to work the system to make it work for us. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Your new book, You Are More Than Magic, is written specifically for teens. How do you feel that the anecdotes within this book will prepare young women for fighting for financial equity in their future? When I entered into the workforce, I didn't know that what the wealth gap was. I didn't know what the wage inequality was. And so at 13, I had my first job at Dairy Queen, and I was advocating for myself even then, but I didn't know that that's what it was called. I just knew that I deserved more than $5 an hour. I was like, how oh, can I ask for eight? And so I want our young girls to know that they have a voice right now, and we can't control what happens on the other end, but we can control our ass. And if we flex that muscle early on, then we'll be better suited to break down that wage gap later on. All right, y'all. So I hope that was helpful that's my intention especially with something like that and i want us to be equipped and motivated and troubleshoot our way out of it right um we can't always um choose the cards that were dealt but we can play the cards that were dealt and let's always play to win let's always plan our escape let's always mastermind how to come out on the winning side. So she shared some things that can help you to close the wealth gap. Again, in case you didn't hear my other plug on the other podcast, I want to invite you to explore passive income, right? Um, Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. It's used by the greats like uh, Warren Buffett. But, um, you know, just look for ways to, to not be so dependent also on them. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, all right, let's keep it short.